Des Moines. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Right, 11 o'clock hour. Let's jump right into it. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Chiefs momentarily. Nick Athen at ChiefsInsider.com. Ted Glover coming up. You will opine on the Vikings and the Bears and do so in about six minutes at Purple Buckeye uh, is where you can follow uh, Ted Glover. Let's get Nick in here. Nick, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for giving us a few minutes here this morning. Uh, when you saw the number $200 million thrown out there as far as the contract that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to get put in front of him, what does that do? Does that kind of make you, oh, good, they're going to lock this guy down for his entire career or Boy, oh boy, how can you afford to pay anybody else? And we've seen that a million times all over the league, right? Yeah. Once you get your quarterback off that rookie contract, some difficult decisions have to be made. Uh, he's the right guy to give that much money to, though. Yeah, he certainly is, but I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion because it's going to be a revolving door. Um, you know, his agent, obviously, is Lee Steinberg, and, you know, Lee is not going to sacrifice the price of one player for the team. Patrick Mahomes certainly isn't. Because uh, I'm sure he probably went to Brett Beach and said, hey, don't worry about paying me all that money. Save a little bit for Patrick Ramsey. So at the end of the day, you know, that's always going to be the way Patrick Mahomes is going gonna, is gonna to look at the team first, and the contract will work itself out. But if it's $200 million, $250, I mean, listen, it's gonna, he's going to be a chief for life. He's going to get a personal services agreement probably with the Hunt family. I mean, he's not going to be hurting for money at any point. And, uh, you know, I think they'll get something worked out. I'm not sure it's going to be that number um, just because the Chiefs are, you know, they got $29 million in cap space as they sit today. They can carry that over. Once they restructure Sammy Watkins' contract next year, that's going to put them almost at 45 or 50. You're going to have a 10, maybe $15 million bump in 2020 with a collective bargaining agreement and probably a 30 or $40 million bump the year after. Um, so Chiefs fans don't need to worry about how this is going to affect the cap. So uh, we know Patrick Mahomes and that group of wide receivers and Kelsey, of course, a tight end, how good they're going to be. But win games late in the year, going to have to find a running game. At that point, we know LaShawn McCoy, certainly on his last legs, we'll see come November, December what he's going to be. What do you think of this running game overall and the group of backs? And with it, the offensive line, they're run blocking, blocking three weeks in. Yeah, I, I, McCoy looks pretty darn good to me for a guy you know, his age and, and still productive. And, again, he doesn't have to carry 25 or 30 times. He just has to be productive maybe 10, 12, you know, 14 times at touching the ball. And, you know, he can play another three years in this offense uh, at that rate and, and, and save on the wear and tear. You know, I think, I think the Williams brothers, even though they're not related, you know, have had their moments um, clearly. And I think, I think they're good. Um, I, I like the running back by committee. You've got fresh legs coming out there. And just look what happened in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, McCoy goes down, Williams comes in, and, you know, he saves the day, the big run and the, the two big runs. And, and uh, you know, he's, uh, he's the, the Chiefs love him. Um, you know, this is not going to be the, you know, the Kareem Hunt kind of uh, running game for Kansas City. They're going to do it by committee. They want to keep legs fresh. And really, if you look at the game plans for the first three weeks, you know, pass, pass, pass the ball in the first half, you know, run the ball a little bit more in the second half. And these guys, you know, are fresh and, 
and it keeps uh, it's a good time to run the ball because they think, well, they're going to keep passing. Eventually, they're going to run it. But I'm not worried about the game. I think the offensive line, from a run blocking perspective, clearly um, they had a terrific game. I thought against uh, Baltimore. I, I think you know the Chiefs have faced some of the best defensive lines in football. You know the, the Jaguars' defensive line is stout. The Raiders' defensive line has got a lot of bullies up there and a lot of big guys, and they have to really work hard. And, and the same thing with the Ravens, were the best defense they played, and they shredded them for 150 or 140 yards in rushing. So um, I, I think once the offensive line understands that they've got to focus a little bit more on the run-blocking schemes, uh, that they're going to be okay. And, again, they did this last week without Eric Fisher, um, who was arguably probably their best run-blocker. I don't know how salaries would match up, but if the Jaguars came to the Chiefs and said, all right, if you take Jalen Ramsey off our hands, but we need Tyreek Hill, would you do that? No. Why not? I, there's no point. I mean, it, 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 listen, Brett Beach's um, modus of operandi, um, using big words here for me, <laughs> um, he wants this offense to be cohesive. He's building an elite wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. There is not a team in the NFL that has this receiving core. When you and they're doing all this without Hill, you put Hill on the field with Hardman, with Watkins, Robinson, with Travis Kelsey. Tell me a game on the schedule the Chiefs are going to lose going forward. Tell me a defense that's going to stop. Patriots yeah. defense is better this year. It may be better, but they have never covered that much speed. The reason the Chiefs went out and got Hardman was because what happened in the postseason last year. They focused on Hill. They focused on Kelsey. Watkins had a terrific game, but there was no other receiver. Now you've got Robinson and Hardman. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to do the stunts. They're not going to be able to do the blitzes. They're not going to be able to do the things that they've been doing. And let's be honest, the Patriots have not played a team that's won a single football game this year. No, I'm not. I'm not. So, uh, I'm not overly yeah. impressed with what the Patriots have done so far. But yeah. you, you mean to your point, you've got an embarrassment of riches at that position. And if you're bringing in, I don't know, is he the best cover corner in the league? The best shutdown corner? I mean, he'd look. Right. I hate to say it, as a Broncos fan, I'd much rather see. It's kind of pick your poison, right? Unless you're two evils, <laughs> would you rather try and stop uh, Tyree Kill, or would you try and rather game plan against? It takes away half what the side of the field for crying out loud Ramsey does yeah, and um, we're but, splitting hairs on a hypothetical it'll never happen but so it's costing, but it's costing it's costing beats it's going to cost him a first round uh in 2020 and a second or third round it's the 30 second pick Nick it doesn't matter it's still a first round pick and you know when the NFL teams are talking about moving up or moving down you know had just having a first round pick in your back pocket last pick or not still a first round slot and got always followed. We and you know what I just years. said when I said that, right? I said the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. That's the thirty. Of course they are. Of course <laughs> they are. But all it's going to take is, uh, you know. He, but he, the problem with Ramsey is, you know, he, he just wants it. He wants a hundred million dollar contract mm-hmm. and for a quarterback. That's not going to happen. You know, he's going to get eighty, maybe eighty-five million. I think that's a, you know, with a fifty, sixty million guaranteed. I think that's more than enough. Uh, but that's the issue. Now he can sit here and say, well, I don't want, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to. Uh, break the bank here you know there are other things more important but you know had the contract not been an issue he would already been a Kansas City Chief but there's a lot of things that have to be worked out including the Jaguars to you know quit infighting and finally decide to get rid of him and I, I think he will I think ultimately he ends up with the Philadelphia Eagles and not the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. We're out of time Nick Athen thank you my friend right. we will uh, talk about the Sunday nighter next week Colts and Chiefs thanks Nick good to talk to you
All right, buddy. Good, yep, Nick Athen. Follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. Let's get Ted Glover in here. Now, did you tell me that Ted's making his way to Lincoln? He is. He is a big Ohio State fan, as you can tell by his Twitter handle, Purple Buckeye. Uh-huh. Purple for the Vikings, uh-huh. Buckeye for the Bucknuts up in Columbus. And he's making the drive from St. Louis to watch the Buckeyes take their first loss of the year, followed oh, by please. the Vikings losing. This is going to be a terrible weekend for you, Ted. It's really not. It's going to be be a weekend of utter football happiness is what it's going to be. Yeah, Cardinals are going to lose out there, spot at the top of the division to the Brewers. Yeah, here comes the Brewers. Yeah, that's a trifecta from hell. Well, let's get into this this game on Sunday. I hope we're able to watch it. Dish dish subscribers are already going to be without the game unless there's uh, an agreement between now and then. AT&T, that's DirecTV. We're going to be without it, I guess, as of midnight tonight. We're caught in the middle again is, I guess, where I'm going here, Ted. But the game itself though this is one of those flex games this is a cbs game it is it is this is one of oh. the handful of games that do flex so we're in good awesome. shape I, yeah, I didn't realize that that's yes. oh, thank you trent con just made my day <laughs> uh so we won't have we won't uh, miss this game as direct tv but i don't want to miss it regardless and nobody else does because the bears and the vikings boy oh boy um we saw green bay fall last night this got a chance to be outstanding i can't wait for it as guess where i'm going ted yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Um, you know, the Packers losing last night really opens the door for both Chicago and the Vikings mm-hmm. to, to just keep pace with them and, and essentially be tied for first, although they both have a loss against the Packers early on. Um, but but a loss in this game, now both the Vikings uh, both the Vikings and the Bears have a, have a loss. Uh, a second loss this early would be two losses in the division. For the Bears, it would be really brutal because they would be home division losses. For the Vikings, it would be you know still two division losses on the road, but you know division losses, division loss, and as good as this division is looking up is mm-hmm. is looking to be so far early in the season that it, I'm not going to say it's a must win game. I mean we're talking week four, but it's about as close to a must win game for week four as you can get. I think you know Khalil Mack is so good off the edge, and the offensive line for the Vikings is better. But you got to figure they're going to combat it with that running game. What Dalvin Cook has been. Here the first three three weeks. Is this very simplified game plan here? Got to run the football. The Vikings are going to find a way to win on the road. Yeah, I think so. I, Dalvin Cook's going to have to get some yards on the ground. I, I don't I don't think it, Kirk Cousins or really any quarterback for that matter can can step back and or can drop back 35, 40 times a game and I just not get pummeled. I mean, I, the Bears the Bears defense is fast. It's good. It's probably right there with the Vikings. The Bears. The Vikings, I think, are probably the two best defenses in the NFL, and and you just can't, you, you cannot go unbalanced against the against the Bears. I, when the when the Redskins did run last Monday night, they had some success. So I think that's going to be a, a very critical component for the Vikings to get out of Soldier Field with a win. Who's been the most pleasant surprise on this defense? And I agree with you; they're very good. But would it be maybe Anthony Harris? Yeah, he really uh, stepped up last year, and early on, he's he's had a really good season so far. Harris is a very pleasant surprise. Um, I I really like and am very happy to see Everson Griffin back to being mm-hmm. his old self. He had his his well publicized uh, mental health issues last year, but he is back. He is his old self, his happy self, and on the field, uh, he's as productive as he's ever been. I think him and Daniil Hunter have uh, they lead the NFL in in combined pressures for defensive ends. So. Yeah, Harrison and and Everson Griffin, just just because it's a really good story on on his part. Defensively, uh, what they're going to do against the Bears, you don't have to do a whole lot against Trubisky here. 
Do you expect Zimmer and company to ratchet up the pressure? Are they going to sit back and, and basically dare Trubisky to do things, even without pressure, keep him in the pocket, mm-hmm. and beat him that way? I, I think, you know, this is a, a, a game of, of dueling quarterbacks and which one screws up the least, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I honestly do. They, <laughs> um, the thing with Mitch Trubisky is if you pressure him and you don't have a spine, you don't keep him in the pocket, he's going to, he's really, he can do damage running the ball. And he did that twice against the Vikings last year. So I, I think, yeah, they, they need to keep him in the pocket. The Vikings are very good at taking away the, the short crossing routes, which is about all he can complete with regularity. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do. If they can take away those short crosses, which for a large part they can. Well, now that they've done that, are they going to start getting pressure on Trubisky? And, and if they do that, can they keep him contained in the pocket? And if they can, uh, I think they'll have a good afternoon. Uh, Ted Glover, Daily Norseman is where you can read him. Uh, you can uh, follow Ted. What's that uh, Twitter handle again, Trent? At Purple, Purple Buckeye. Buckeye. Good stuff. Ted Lincoln this weekend. Indeed. Drive safe and enjoy the game. Game, I don't have to tell you, game day is going to be there. Primetime game. Could be a really good weekend for you. Cards clinch, Vikes win, and the Buckeyes stomp the Huskers, which would go over well in this state. I think, right? <laughs> Unless yes, you're two would. evils. Yes, it would. Uh, Ted, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have, appreciate it. Yeah, have a nice weekend, guys. You do the same. Ted Glover, uh, DailyNorseman.com. Bama Bob joins Trent and I next. Claxon's Barbecue to give away in about oh, a half an hour from now. Our picks before we leave at noon. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. You know what that music means. Time to talk some college football. Bama Bob recaps on Monday, previews on Friday. It's a Friday. Let's preview some games. Bama, how are you feeling, by the way? I'm doing all right. Kenny, how are you? Doing pretty well. Uh, glad you're by that little fever that you told me about earlier. Have you got it under control? <laughs> or? I think so. Right. Uh, you know, we got sometimes you got to play hurt. Indeed, you do. Hope it doesn't affect what you're going to. Uh, well, let's get on with it, Bama, because we are uh, we're up against it here. Let's go right to tonight. You know what? There's a pretty good slate. In particular, two of yeah. them: Penn State, Maryland, and Arizona State. Cal, Cal, unbeaten. Great story. Don't score a lot of points. Evan Weaver, uh, Herm Edwards, etc. But let's do the Big Ten East tilt first. Penn State. I've been more impressed with them than I thought that I would be. Maryland got off to a great start. How do you see that one? in the Big Ten East. Yeah, this is a great game for Maryland. I mean, you know, forget what happened last week. doesn't really matter. I know they, they got upset at Temple, and maybe it was a little bit of a look ahead. But, you know, for them to host Penn State, and this is a, you know, I guess it's technically a border war, if you will, mm-hmm. Maryland and Pennsylvania. Um, I, I guess you, you got to like Penn State in this. Like you said, Maryland got off to such a fast start. Uh, under Michael Oxley, the former Alabama Yep, uh, offensive coordinator, and you know they they didn't play anybody, but I mean they just they just scored at will, and maybe got a little bit of dose for that. Temple's a pretty good football team. They're not they're not they're certainly probably the best team they have played to date. But this is I hope this is fun. I mean because when is the last time Maryland hosted mm-hmm. a meaningful game in prime time? I can't rem- I can't recall uh, that program's been through a lot off the field on the field. Um, so yeah, this this one this one ought to be fun. But you got you would have to like Penn State, uh, like you said, uh, coming out of the East. They've, I've been a little more impressed than I thought I would uh, by them. But 
Uh, that one to me tonight is, is kind of the one that I'm going to be tuned in on. Trent, you have any opinion? I do. This one has all the makings of Maryland after as bad as they looked against Temple bouncing back. I just, Penn State is a touch better than I thought. I didn't think they were going to be very good this year. Uh-huh. I still have concerns with this team. I, I, I'm i going to be dabbling on the money line tonight. Just Are a, you? a small play on the money line with Maryland. I think they can win this thing outright here. I think we're going to see a real good game. Well, I'm 0 for 4, I think, on my Friday night plays. And Are I've you got, staying away? No, I'm going to go oh, Penn State, oh. which is good news for you. Uh, let's do the other one real quick, Trent. Uh, Arizona State, Cal, the Pac-12 tilt. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Wilcox's defense is outstanding. Their offense is putrid, though. Arizona State doesn't have much offense. If you like defensive football in the Pac-12. And I do. This is actually going say, to be... Who would yeah, thought? Exactly. That, that's <laughs> this game. Defense in the Pac-12. You're going to see it tonight with the Sun Devils and the Bears. How about you, Bama? Yeah, this will be fun as well. You know, the, the crazy ending Cal had last week at, at Ole Miss. Um, I, mm-hmm. And I think, Ken, and I'm not... I, I don't watch, unfortunately, enough Cal football. I probably should know this. I thought they renovated that stadium uh, recently. Ooh. And I don't know... Uh, I. I I'll be interested to see what kind of crowd they get because, you know, what are they? They're 4-0. They're probably the only undefeated team, I think, left in their conference. So what kind of, you know, what type of crowd are they going to get on a Friday night in Berkeley? And I just think that I hope it's big. I hope it's a, a fun environment because you really go down the list. You, you, st- you start to think. You don't really think Cal football and superstars. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. And there's been some other ones over the years that have just been, you know, going on to great NFL careers and um i don't know that you're going to have that i i don't know what you're going to have out there tonight but arizona state has has a habit of winning close games and uh, i think you like trent said who would have thought yeah i don't think you're going to see what was it 76 73 or whatever that score was 67 63 or whatever it was between washington state and ucla you're not going to see that but you might not even see the total get over either of those scores uh, tonight. Mm. You know, guys, honestly, and I don't want to make this all about the Pac-12 in our little preview here, but by far and away, the Pac-12 slate of games is way more yeah. juicy uh, than in the, uh, the others. Well, let, we'll get back to the Pac-12 in a minute. Bama, let's start with you on Virginia and Notre Dame. That number's what, 12 and a half, Trent, somewhere around there? Yes. Notre Dame, such a good game last weekend against Georgia. Um, Virginia favored in the uh, Coastal. coastal. Uh, how do you see this, Bama? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> how can you know, listen? Virginia is a good team. I mean, Trent's been on them all year. Yeah. How you know the build-up to that Georgia game was so big, and are you even though even though they're now at home, um, they lost it. They played well. They played better than I thought they would for sure, um, but they lost. So how are they going to respond? If they don't get up for this game, Virginia's got a chance to go in and steal one, and at, at that point. Notre Dame season is finished in terms of the playoffs. So this is this is all about to me coaching and how can Brian Kelly have his kids put that game, that tough primetime loss at Georgia last week behind them and come out and beat a really good football team at home. And uh, you know, would not shock me if Virginia comes into a Notre Dame stadium and picks one off. Right there with Bama. I, I agree. I think Virginia can win hmm. this football game. Wow. I think they can make a run here emotionally. Where's Notre Dame going to be? Historically, yep. under Brian Kelly, they've been good. When they've lost the kind of game they did last week, they have bounced back. You haven't seen that letdown, but it was against teams like Nevada in the past. I looked through some of these big matchups and the following week. 
They haven't played a team as good as Virginia. My one concern with the Who's being able to pull the upset, their quarterback Perkins is banged up right now. If he's not close to 100%, they can't do enough offensively to win this game. But if he's out there and playing at a high level, they can win this. Money line, Trent? Uh, Another taste. Really? Nice for you. Let's get back to the pack. I'm sorry. Notre Dame just spent so much energy last week. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much energy in that primetime game that, that you just wonder how what kind of week of practice they've had. Well, then let's stay on that uh, spend so much energy theme then, Bama. We'll save the Pac-12s. Uh, let's jump to uh, K-State and Oklahoma State because my takeaway on that is kind of the same thing as you guys have with uh, with Notre Dame because, look, Oklahoma State left everything on the field uh, last week in Austin. They, yeah, they, That was a good football game. That was a close football yeah, game. Um, Kansas State, they're coming off a bye and, and went into that bye feeling really good because they picked off Mississippi State in Starkville. Give me, give me a minute on the Big 12. Uh, I guess it's probably the best game of the week in the Big 12. K-State, Oklahoma State, ESPN Plus, sadly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that's a, that's, it's another very interesting you know game because, again, you know Oklahoma State going back, I believe, this game's in Stillwater. Um, like you said, so much energy. Could have won in Austin last week. Um, to me, these two are, you know, kind of right under. They're, they're, these are the two that are going to challenge the the Oklahoma, Texas hierarchy in the Big Twelve. If somebody else can sneak, maybe TCU as well. Um, if somebody else, Iowa State certainly, can sneak into that Big Twelve championship game. Right now, let's face it; it looks like Oklahoma is just going to run away with the conference. They get a little bit of, you know, a, maybe a tougher challenge tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but these, both these games to me, both these two teams are, are ones that are just right on the fighting for that next level and to try to get in, into the, uh, to the Big 12 championship game. And, you know, same thing with Notre Dame. Like you said, Oklahoma State spent so much energy, could have won the game, didn't. Mike Gundy's been around, knows what he's doing. Um, you know, I kind of like K State in this one. Like you said, coming off, they go to Mississippi State and they win the game and then have a bye week. I think that's a big help. Um, wouldn't again, don't really have a great. Wouldn't put a lot of money on it, but you know, I'd, I'd tease the money line a little bit on on the uh, Wildcats on this one. Trent, same thing here. Mm-hmm. I mentioned at the end of the last hour, when we, right after we finished talking with yeah. Dylan, it's still hard, I think, to get a read against K State with K State here. But I think the spot works out well for them, not just with the rest they have coming in. But with Oklahoma State, what they dealt with last week with Texas, Trent, this uh, might be this got a chance to be maybe the, one of the better games of the week. This uh, team, uh, two, three, and one teams in the Pac-12. USC beat uh, Utah, who I thought was the team to beat in the Pac-12 last week. Uh, Washington really salty against BYU. Got a quarterback. Both teams might have quarterbacks. Washington's is better. How do you see this one? I think Washington's just a lot better. They got the wake up call at well four a.m. our time against yeah, Cal really. and that last loss up in Seattle a few <laughs> weeks back here. But I just think they're a lot better than USC. Last week it was at USC that Friday night tilt with Utah. There was a little bit of punch there. I just like Washington a whole lot more. I don't think this is going to turn out unfortunately to be a very good game. Mm. What about you, Bama? I'm sort of with Trent on this one. I hate to agree with everything. Uh, but listen, to me, Washington and along with Oregon are the two best teams in this conference, I think, now. Utah, I'm not giving up on Utah, especially if they right. get the running back, uh, back. But listen, you, you've got to give credit to USC for that win last Friday. I mean, no, I don't think any of us saw that coming, particularly when your backup quarterback gets knocked out on the first series. That's a game Utah has to win. If you want to be, you know, if you want to fight for the Pac-12, 
you know, South Championship and, mm-hmm. and getting in the, in the playoff. And they probably threw that away last week. They've still got a lot of football to play. But I just think that that Washington has the most talent, maybe. I mean, USC is very talented. Uh, they certainly, I think, have the best coaching staff. And that is one yeah, you've said tough that before, place I agree. to play out there. I mean, it is just, that's one of my... Uh, one, that's on my uh, bucket list to go out there and watch a game. I got I got outside the stadium a few months ago mm. when I was out there, but uh, didn't get into it. But I like Washington. I'm with Trent. I think as hard as USC played, I think it could be a little closer than than people think. But I do like Easton and uh, and and Washington. And listen again, they've they've griped all year about hey, give us a two thirty window. Well, they got one. Go. You know, they got one, and now it's it's you know, make it an entertaining football game, and and people will continue to watch. Uh, let's go to the, let's find an SEC game to talk about, guys. I think the best one on the slate is Mississippi State and Auburn. Babin, um, that quarterback's been good. Nick's been good. I, I like this kid. Obviously, he's uh, he's got he's just a freshman, a true freshman. He's going to be better. Mississippi State. Don't know what to make. Uh, give me a minute on that one. Yeah. Well, this maybe thirty seconds because we got a lot of ground to yeah. cover. Yeah, this is the old three to two game. If you remember, oh, that's that's right. Uh, can you remember that? Yes. Oh, maybe the ugliest. Maybe the ugliest football game I've ever watched. Bam, I forgot um, all about that. What year was that? <laughs> uh, it's been, I, I think it was under Chiswick, but I'm not 100% sure. But I, I, and I'm pretty sure it was in Starkville. Um, but, yeah, that was the old, uh, the old three. Yes. Uh, just, just awful. I don't think. 2008. That tomorrow. 2008. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. I forgot listen, about that. Auburn, great win last week. Uh, I don't. At Texas A&M, not a hundred percent sold when they run up against a really good defense. Mississippi State's defense is certainly not what it has been in the past. Um, I like Auburn at home. I can't really, unless Auburn gives the football game away, I don't see Mississippi State uh, coming into Jordan here and taking this one. Do you have an opinion, Trent? No, I, I would grab the points. I think just because it's a lot of points and. Yeah, you like points. I like points. Well, here's one. Like I'll, I'll give you a whole bunch of. I'll give you a whole bunch of points if you take Nebraska, Ohio State game day. Let's do this one. Oh, not only am I taking points. Speaking of money lines, no, Nebraska's not beating Ohio State. They had them on the ropes last year in Columbus. You really think the buildup? You just need that defense to get in the way, fall over, knock somebody over, do something, make a play. That mm. happens certainly like the seventeen and a half, and when you're getting plus six fifty. So when Nebraska is on the money line, that's worth jumping aboard with here. We know Martinez can score. Yep. We know they can move up and down the field. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has looked ridiculously good here. For a week, I'm a believer in Scott Frost. <laughs> you know, I was Illinois last week. I'm going the other way. I'm jumping back on the Huskers this so, week. So what's more difficult for you? Did you cheer for the Illini or Nebraska? I know oh, the answer It's that. Nebraska. It's right. not close. Uh, you have an opinion on the, on the game day game of the week, Bama? Well, I, listen, Nebraska was my team to win the West to start the year. I thought they'd be better under Scott Frost. And you can argue they have been in year two. Uh, listen, I don't know how uh, that Illinois game happened last week. But, again, going to be a great environment. Ohio State is so used to these games. I would, I would lay the points. I mean, that's just me. I know Trent likes them, at, you know, 17. And that's a lot. There's no question, yeah. especially on the road. And, you know, who would have thought? Nebraska would be getting 17 at home, but Justin Fields has been that good, mm-hmm. and I just don't think there's going to be any let up in that Ohio State offense. I just, you know, it might be close for a while. I think for Nebraska to compete, they're going to have to get a kick return for a touchdown, a, you know, a block punt, you know, 
pick six, something, uh, Ohio State's going to have to help them, I think. So uh, I'm, I'm on the buck. I hate it. I'm not a Buckeye fan, but uh, I'm on the Buckeyes on this one. Well, Nebraska's Rondell Moore, Wendell Robinson, who Sip pointed out a couple of weeks ago, he looked really good against Illinois. Remember that name? He's a freshman himself. Bama, your sneaky good game of the week in 10 seconds. I'm going to go in the SEC. I'm going to go Kentucky at South Carolina. Neither one of these teams is – both these teams have played – again, South Carolina just ridiculously stupid schedule. Uh, go look at who they have. If they want a bowl game, they got to win this one. Kentucky same came agonizingly close to beat Florida. So I'm going to go in the SEC. I think it's 630. I think this is going to be a pretty fun game. Kentucky really doesn't have a lot after this. They could get to eight, nine wins if they get this game. They still have Georgia. They look at the schedule after that. They've already played Florida, um, and it, it's it's not much. So this is a big game for both teams. I think they have a great season, South Carolina, and a mega ball game. SEC 630. Trent. Uh, the late window, the real late window, is awesome. UCLA, Arizona? That one is my of the group, but you can pick any of the Wazoo, three games. Utah? That should be entertaining. Two teams that do it completely different ways. And even Hawaii, Nevada, is two three-in-one teams there. So we got three good windows. Just that whole window. 930 yeah, put the kids to bed and just put your feet up and watch some football late into the night. The sneaky good game for me, it's up against Baylor, Iowa State. It's up against USC, Washington. But it's two teams in the Big Ten West we pay attention to. I want to see some of the Gophers and Purdue just because we're going to talk yeah. about them in the weeks to come. Bama, we are way out of time. We'll talk to you on Monday. Feel better, okay, pal? All right, thanks a lot, Ken. Take care. Enjoy the weekend. All right, uh, good to talk see to you. Bama Bob. Uh, joining Trent and I as we go around college football. Three, two, one. <laughs> Here come the phone calls. Two eight four five nine six six. Time to give away some Claxons barbecue. We will give you four games and a tiebreaker. You give us four answers. What did the winner get? Duck swept them last week, did he not? Yeah. Did Doug, Doug go unbeaten? A perfect four and zero card last week for Doug. He was our winner. Jim got second. He was three and one. Right. Got to be good. And we got a good slate of games this week. Indeed. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. We will answer the phone here momentarily. If you're getting a busy signal, you'll have to wait until next week unless Commissioner Condon finds somebody trying to sneak in here twice in 30 days. Then he will uh, throw them out and the line will open up. But we have four calls. If it's ringing, you're in. Claxon's Barbecue giving away next. Our pick's still to come. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This time next week, well, we've... So, Dr. Fuller, Dr. Stephen Fuller... Mm -hmm has given our show, Miller and Condon, three pairs of tickets. Hawkeyes Penn State. That's a good one. Hawkeyes Purdue Homecoming. Yes. And Hawkeyes Minnesota. For the best trophy in sports. It's real. Mm, tap the brakes. College football. There All you right, go. you're Stanley Cup. All right, fine. Okay. Um, if you could drink out of the pig, it'd be Yeah, maybe you know what? That, that would narrow the gap, no doubt about it. It's a great trophy. I'm not minimizing All it. All right, I'll, I'll let your Canadian come out Thank a little you. bit there. Thank you. Uh, so anyways, we our first contest will start next Monday, and it'll go all through the week, and it's going to have to do with the Michigan result, mm-hmm. and then we'll do the week before the Purdue game. Likewise, 
and the week before the Minnesota game. So more information coming up on our show. But if you're a Hawkeye fan, Dr. Fuller's got three pairs of tickets that he's going to give away on our show, Miller & Condon. Uh, we'll give you more details. Right now, Claxons. They've got barbecue to give away. And it's some damn good barbecue. Claxon's been in Altoona, a business in Altoona for over 20 years. We're going to give you four games in a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 Jim is up first. Jim, how are you? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Oklahoma State's a four-and-a-half-point favorite over K-State. I'll take... State. Iowa, 23 and a half over Middle Tennessee State. Hawks. Clones are two and a half at Baylor. Clones. The Bears give a point and a half to the Vikings on Sunday. Take the Bears. And here's the tiebreaker, uh, Jim. Total points in Ohio State and Nebraska, closest without going over. 63. 63? Yes, sir. Thank you, Jim. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Aaron is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, Oklahoma State, four-and-a-half-point favorite over K-State. I think I'm going to go Okie State. First game since Boom Pickens. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. Never thought about that yeah. angle. Um, Iowa is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite over Middle Tennessee State. I'm going to go Iowa. Uh, the Clones, rather, two-and-a-half at Baylor. Clones big. Clones big. I think you're right. Uh, Bears, uh, point and a half favorite over the Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings. Okay, tiebreaker. Buckeyes, Huskers, total points. Closest without going over. Uh, Let's go 56. 56. Aaron, you have a good weekend. Thank you, too. Thank you. Uh, Shane is next. Shane, welcome to the program. How are you, Shane? How are you, Shane? I'm doing great today. Good. Turn your radio down for me, if you would. Uh, Oklahoma State is a four and a half point favorite over K State. Uh, K State. Oh, Iowa is a twenty three and a half point favorite over Middle Tennessee State. I'll go for Iowa. Iowa State gives two and a half to Baylor. Uh, let's do uh, Baylor. Baylor, it is the Bears a point and a half over the Vikings. Uh, they're getting a point. The Bears give one and a half to Minnesota. Oh, give them. Okay, yep. uh, we'll go over the Bears. Bears it is. And then total points. Buckeyes, Huskers, closest without going over. Uh, let's do uh, 64. 64. Actually, can I change mine to Vikings? Sure, you got the Vikings, you're in. Okay, yeah, 64. <laughs> uh, 64 for the tiebreaker. Shane, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it, and you have a good weekend. Uh, Bill, how are you, Bill? Great. Have a good weekend, Trent and uh, Kenny. Yes, Thank you. we appreciate that. Uh, Oklahoma State, four and a half over K-State. Cowboys. Uh, 23.5 is what the Hawks give Middle Tennessee State. Hawks. Iowa State, two and a half at Baylor. This is my heart talking. I'm taking hmm. the phone. Uh, the Bears, a point and a half favorite over Minnesota. Chicago. And total points, Ohio State, Nebraska. 66. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you playing. Great. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good to talk to you. 
Thank you to Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. They give us an opportunity to give away their barbecue each and every Friday, and we're grateful for them for doing that. All right, Trent Condon, in our final few minutes, by the way, what game do you have tonight? High school football, the replay of your game. Of course, you can see it live. Yes. Uh, how do you see it live, first of all? You can find it on CISN, the Central Iowa Sports Network. Just search on YouTube. It'll pop up. I am off this week, though. Whoa. Emery Songer is in for me this week, and we'll hear the, hear the replay. But uh, Castle Bluffs TJ making their way over to Valley Stadium. So Emery will be there, and you'll hear Emery not only on the live call in the video stream, but also tonight on the replay on KXNO right after the scoreboard show. And the scoreboard show with uh, Stacy and Lawful Holtz and Roberts and mm-hmm. company goes until 10.30. High school football coverage beginning at 6 o'clock to, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning pregame, airs at 8 o'clock. Well, Trent, you won the week. That means you get the tee box. You will go first. Do you like this slate of games this week? Because I hate them. I, I don't like it enough to pare it down. I have a lot of games that I have opinions on i mentioned i really like some dogs on the money line this week and Mm -hmm. and some big ones also there i'm gonna play virginia a little bit i'm gonna play a little bit on nebraska these aren't gonna be full plays full unit plays but gonna dabble a little bit there that's combined 29 point dogs and you're betting money line good for you i'm gonna take a couple of shots this weekend and by the way this this this, uh highlight reminds me so marty branham the longtime voice of the reds Mm -hmm. right retired yesterday after what 46 years as the broad the first half inning of his career, back in 1974. Whoa! First half inning. Do you know what? You know what he called? Was it first half inning? What they just showed there? Yes. Hank Aaron, seven fourteen. Holy cow! <laughs> it's all kind of down. No, it wasn't. They've got what, three World Series, yeah, Big Red yeah. Machine, twice in the 1990. But Marty Brennan, first half inning as a broadcaster, he calls Hank. Welcome to the big leagues, yeah, kid. Unbelievable. Uh, I watched his final five or six minutes saying goodbye. Boy, those, those longtime voices. Mm-hmm. I miss them when they're silent. Anyways, uh, why don't you do your picks? Let's do it. We're striking up the band here. We're going to start in the college game, and we are going to go first here. How about to the band? There it is. It's ready and ready to roll. We got two in the college, three in the NFL this week. We're going to start with another money line game that I do have an opinion on. This is Toledo hosting BYU. BYU has gone through an absolute gauntlet here of Power 5 opponents. Now they have to go to the Glass Bowl to take on Toledo. A solid MAC program here. You're getting two and a half with the Rockets. Certainly grab that. And also a little bit on the money line if you want to grab some extra money. I think Toledo wins this thing outright. Zaddy, just grab that extra one. money. They might as well. If they're handing it out, take it. Whatever you can. Let's go next to a team I was on a couple of weeks ago. Those are the Owls of Temple. They get Georgia Tech coming in. Georgia Tech, a power awesome. conference team. They're going through a transition from the triple option to a conventional 21st century style offense. But not only that, this team is awful defensively. They got outrushed by the Citadel last week and lost the game to the Citadel their last time out. Temple's better. Temple's not great by any means themselves. Eight and a half currently the number. Got to go a little more to touchdown. Maybe concerning there. I think you're going to be fine. Temple rolls in this one against the Yellow Jackets in pick number two. Let's go next to the NFL. And we're going to roll in here with the Tennessee Titans. On the road at Atlanta, Falcons up and down, inconsistent. The NFC South is there for the taking. I can't bet on this team to do the tanking here. Mariota has gotten so much heat these last 10 days. Remember, that's also an important component here. 10 days. 
This is a field goal game. You're getting four points. I think the spread is off in this one. Could get one or the other, one way or the other. I like the Titans grabbing the four with pick number one. We go to late afternoon window, as I mentioned earlier, Ken. CBS, not Fox, has this one, so people that have DirecTV will be happy or about dish. that. Or dish. It is the Vikings on the road in Chicago to take on the Bears. Something stinks here. It's normally home team's favored by a field goal. Pretty much every single time, and more times mm-hmm. than not, the home team wins In the wins NFL, it. yep. And why is this only two and a half? I, I think there's there's something going on here. I'm going to grab the Bears. I think the defense at home is going to play at a high level. Kirk Cousins in this environment hasn't been good. Mabel Mitchell Trubisky is finding a way to bounce back. Short week. Know the concerns there, but two and a half, two, whatever that number currently is. We added a one and a half for Claxons. Like the Bears here with that short price in pick number four. My best bet of the week, it is strictly a value play. The Miami Dolphins getting more than two touchdowns at home against the Chargers. We're okay. They're fine. They got good news this week with Melvin Gordon. As bad as the Dolphins are in the NFL, this is way too many points at home. I'm going to grab the Dolphins, my best bet, plus the 15.5. The Bears minus two. Titans plus four. Temple minus eight and a half. And Toledo plus two and a half. Picks over to you, Ken. Boy, Melvin Gordon showed him, didn't he? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, I I don't like my picks, Trent, but I've got to put five of them out. So you were if, one three and one last week. Yeah, no. Why did you bring that? I'm a half game ahead of you now. I'm eleven and nine. You are ten nine and one. Yeesh, not good. Anyways, let's see if we can uh, maybe extend that above uh, above the Mendoza line. Uh, here's my plays for what they're worth, and I don't think they're worth a damn. Penn State tonight, 6.5 over Maryland. I'm 0 for 4 on Friday night. No, 0 for 3. This would put me 0 for 4. I'm going to play Penn State. I think they're a better football team. Clifford, the quarterback, better than I thought. They're running the ball better. Their defense is stout. I'll take Penn State, lay the 6.5. I've been on the Gophers since, well, June. Uh, I'm going to stick with them. In this one, they are on the road at Purdue. I don't know Sindelar's status. Uh, the Gophers' offensive line has been their Achilles heel. Purdue's defensive front, not the stoutest. I'll take the Gophers. Going to be probably another close one. Lay the point and a half and take Minnesota. The NFL, the Patriots are on the road at Buffalo. Buffalo's been one of those surprise teams, New England. I think they're going to spank their division rival, Buffalo, laying a touchdown with Brady. I'm comfortable doing that. I like this Patriots defense. I think they'll have an answer for the young quarterback, Josh Allen. The Chiefs, although they didn't cover last week, Patrick Mahomes is playing in a dome for the first time in his career. A fast track for Mahomes and laying less than a touchdown? Yes, please. Uh, Give me Kansas City, lay the six and a half. And then my best bet of the week... I think Seattle's got to bounce back after the showing last week when New Orleans marched into town without Drew Brees and beat Seattle. Arizona, their defense is okay, just okay. Kind of like that guy's, what language does he speak when he's trying to sell him the, it's a commercial, you don't watch commercials, I do. (laughs) How's your finish? Just okay. Anyways, Seattle, minus five at Arizona. KC minus six and a half, the Patriots minus seven, Penn State minus six and a half, and the Gophers laying a point and a half. There's five favorites. I hate picking favorites. I did. I do not like the week. Trent Condon, your Bears, you're picking them. Yeah. I guess if I could only watch one game, NFL game this weekend, That's and it's up it. against Jacksonville and Denver, I'm going to have to bail on my squad. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there is. It's not, but I had to. I want not bail on them, bail on them, but I just don't think I can watch Jackson. Can we Denver. come back Monday and talk sports for a week? Deal. All right. 
You don't have to twist my arm. Have a good weekend. You do the Leave same. Leave your basement once, please. Can't do it. Going to watch football all weekend long. Can't wait. All right. Murph and Andy at 2. The Fanatics at 4. Saturday morning pregame tomorrow at 8. Monday will be here before we know it. And the morning rush will start at anew. Thanks for being here. 1460 K.